Hi, I'm Stargate Pioneer. And I'm Stephen Jondrew, and we're from Better Podcasting, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one... Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 76 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by a gelatinous cube with a skeleton in it, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. The skeleton's on the outside, and that, that was difficult. It, it holds the, the, the gelatin in. Right, okay. Yeah, so basically, you, you had to remove my skeleton. Mm-hmm. That was the easy part. Yes. I have bonitis. The skeleton likes to leap out of the skin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then everything that was left was basically gelatin anyway. Mm-hmm. Mostly the brain. You're basically like a big Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> I am delightfully Turkish. <laughs> While not actually being from uh, from the, the brilliant country of Turkey. You struck me as ethnic. <laughs> Let's not get into that now, white boy. <laughs> of who I am just as white and gelatinous. Crushing, tr- crushing because, like, isn't isn't jelly made from bones? I think so. Or it used to be. I don't know if it is anymore, but it used to be made from bones. Mm. So it kind of makes sense that there's, like, some sort of bone filling in there. It would be interesting if that were the case. Or bone exterior. All I know is that gelatinous cube is a classic D&D enemy. And it sort of moves down a corridor in a dungeon and just sucks everything up that it touches. Oh, that's me. I suck um, everything. Including, yeah, skeletons and magic weapons and all that kind of crap. Me in university, especially. Sucking, <laughs> just going down a corridor, sucking the whole way. Yeah, you suck many a magic weapon in uni, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokes. <laughs> jokes. Jokes. I will not answer that. Didn't you? I Any said it in a Wait a minute. I, I actually already did answer that. I'm the one who brought it up. Hey, man. Look, if you want to suck a magic hey, look, weapon, that's your own choice. Look, uni was a magical time. Okay, <laughs> time for experimentation. Actually, uni because we had like a um, a student bar uh-huh. on our premises, and they had very cheap beer. They did, and we went there every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was very magical. <laughs> yes, and we got very drunk. One time, I woke up and it was nine o'clock at night, and all my friends had left. <laughs> but to be fair, you had like. Drawings of penises all over your forehead. Yeah, that's true. I could tell. I could tell that they'd been there. <laughs> well, we've been looking after you <laughs> right up until about five minutes after you fell asleep. Then we were embarrassed by you. The telltale signs of white people who are, who are my friends when I'm drunk, <laughs> which is penises being drawn on my head. Hey, that's a law in Australia. I'll yeah. have you know. Yeah. And speaking of the law, today we are going to be reviewing by law the Gold Famicom. That's right. We were sentenced to this fate. Because we are horrible people and the games all suck. Spoilers! Ah, uh, yes. So, I managed to get my hands on something. Something golden and something that looks glorious on the outside. Mm-hmm. But it's what's on the inside that counts here, Rob. That's what I always say, I see. And what's on the inside sucks. <laughs> That's what I always say as well. <laughs> Speaking of sucking before, yes. Um, so, this is... <laughs> You broke me. I've cracked him up already. Don't stop. Okay. This is the Shonen Jump Mini Famicom Gold Edition. 
done. You can basically put that in those words in any order you want. You can call it the Golden Mini Famicom, the Gold Famicom Mini, the Shonen Jump Famicom, whatever. It all means the same thing. Uh, basically, with the with the hit that the Mini NES, the Mini Nintendo Entertainment System, and the Mini Famicom mm-hmm. had when they were released in, I think it was what 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, to much um, acclaim and sold outedness everywhere. You mm-hmm. couldn't get one for a while, and then they re-released them, and now you can get them. Basically, Shonen Jump is a manga magazine. That's right. And it is for boys. Yes, only for boys. Only for boys. Girls can't read it. You're not allowed to read it, girls, even though it has some of the authors of some of the, the comics in there are girls. And some of the characters in the comics are girls. But Yeah, anyway. they're not treated very well, though, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> anyway, it's... Um, so basically, it is. I, I suppose it's where you see like the hyper masculine, like fighting manga, like oh. Fist of the North Star, um, Bleach, Bleach, Naruto, uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, I think My Hero Academia is in there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of most of these properties. I don't hate them, but I just don't really like the hyper masculine. You know, it's. Just, I just, it just doesn't entertain me. You've got to reach the next power level. Look, yeah, th- see, th- that's the thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to be charging up for like several, several episodes and go, blah, 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 and then, you know, have some blue thing come out of my ass or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this <laughs> just like, sounds like a Friday night to me. Well, Friday night around here, certainly. So, this is actually for the 50th year of Shonen Jump. It was released last year on, uh, I think it was July. That's right. In uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Back in the 80s, they, there were a lot of anime. There were a lot of manga and that kind of uh, hyper-masculinity, you know, charging up shots and fighting. You know, that's always been popular in Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. But it kind of hit a high point in the 80s and uh, late 80s, early 90s. And there were a lot of video games on that subject. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were spat out yes. by Bandai. And... Look, they weren't all great. Mm-hmm. Very few of them were great, in fact. But that's the history of it. But the unit itself mm-hmm. is basically the exact same as a mini Famicom. So it's, a, it's got two controllers that slot into the side. The controllers are quite tiny, mm-hmm. but usable. And it is a glorious gold. Yeah, the colour is very nice. It looks beautiful. It looks like something that you might uh, steal from a hidden temple of some sort. Something that belongs in a museum. Yeah. It does belong in a museum, mm. not connected up to anything. No. So it, it is very pretty to look at. Yeah. Um, I guess it was very nice of Nintendo to license it to them. Um, yeah, it's funny. They must reason. have had some sort of like deal. Deals were struck. Hands were shaken. Yep. Shonen Jump is, you know, is connected to the Famicom in, in a lot of ways, I suppose. There's a big thing. history there with all these games being based on on, on manga that, that yeah, ran right. in, in the magazine. They've got a bit of history together. They do, yeah. yeah. And um, But none of those games were actually made by Nintendo. They were just licensed and, and slapped on there. That's right. Okay, so what we're going to do is basically we're going to do a system review today. And you probably already know because we're not very good at hiding our feelings on particular subjects. And this is one of them. <laughs> I knew when I bought this thing mm-hmm. that it was going to be not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they actually sold a lot of these things. A lot of people just kept them and displayed them, already knowing that the games weren't good. Um, I did not want to pay full price for one. Mm. I did find one for about uh, Gosenen, which is about 50, 55 bucks Australian, I suppose. Okay. 
which is a bit cheaper. I found that out in Guma and I looked at it and walked away and then I walked back and went, eh, it comes in the box and everything and this would make a fun kind of review. Mm. You know, because I know the games suck, but how much do they suck? Let's find out. Uh, we're going to tell you right now. <laughs> okay, Rob, what's the first game? We're going to do these in order, in order of the menu on the game system itself. That's right. There's 20 games. Yep. The first game that the system presents you with mm-hmm. is... Uh, and I'm going to massacre the pronunciation. Feel free to correct me, Ace. Okay. Ankoku Shinwa. That's fine. Uh, That's fine. Which is an ad- sort of like an adventure game. Kind of like a visual novel. Visual novel is it's a mystery about uh, someone who's died. And it's kind of one of those things where you can pick up items, walk left, walk right. And as soon as we tried to interact with it in any way, we walked into a wall and gave up. <laughs> That's right. Knowing that we couldn't progress very far in the game. So we can't really say too much about this one. Because we don't, we couldn't play too Look, much of it. We didn't want to, to be it's honest. It's pretty impenetrable yep. if you don't have a pretty good mastery of Japanese. Yep. And, and AC, AC has some Japanese skills, but... but uh, I'm yeah. also not patient. No. <laughs> no, I'm not even patient with like like those sorts of things in English. In Japanese, no way. Yeah, imagine playing Zork, except in a different language, and it's not a very good game. <laughs> so Zork. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, no. <laughs> All right. So the next two games are related properties. They are Captain Tsubasa 1 and 2. That's right. Now, these are soccer games. Yes. The soccer games. They're interesting, though, because they're not a typical soccer game. No. That you, it's not where you go out into a field and play soccer. No. It's more... Exactly. Like, well, most soccer games control where, you know, you move the D-pad and, and, and you the, hit little, the man, ball. little man on the screen moves around. Yeah. And you hit A or B or whatever, and he kicks the ball mm. and that sort of a thing. Now, this game is not like that. It's not an action game. No. It's more like... A kind of a strategy game, a strategy soccer, I would say. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of strategy RPG elements in there. So yeah. you can sort of move the guys back and forth, mm-hmm. but as soon as you're intercepted by any other player or come to a big opening, which is all the time, mm-hmm. it gives you options. So you can shoot, mm-hmm. you can dribble, yeah. you can pass. That's right. And I think all the different players have stats, yep. and there are like dice rolls going on behind the scenes yeah. to figure out okay, someone's trying to tackle you, do they succeed? Yeah. And it's kind of like a dice roll. And while it's all happening, you get and to see the images, the visual sort of, like almost like a like an anime or like a manga. You see yeah. like the, the frames of what's going on. So it's not just a dry menu system. You get to see the, 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 the visual sort of, you know, what's going on. We couldn't play the first game so well. The second game was more streamlined. I think it was more accessible. Yeah. And I got to say, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it, it seems fine. It's it's interesting because I went in there thinking I was going to play soccer and I didn't play soccer and I was happy about that, I think. <laughs> At least not straight soccer. <laughs> it's uh, by Tecmo and they did uh, Tecmo Super Bowl for our American listeners. So yeah. there's a similar kind of strategy where you have a strategy at the start and you can place your players and you can kind of move things and progress them like that. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar style, um, but this is a bit more... Soccer based, I suppose. A little bit more. So there is a lot less scoring. The dice rolls behind the scene make sure that most of the tackles are met Mm. and you can pass the ball. But when you try and shoot, the goalie will get it, you know, kind of nine times out of ten. So you just got to keep trying and get closer with people with good stats. Yeah, we found it was pretty hard to um, score or be scored against. Mm. Like you're... Our, our goalie seemed to be pretty good, even though we didn't, know, didn't really know what we were doing. Hmm. The goalie seemed pretty good at blocking those shots. So, um, yeah, look, it was like a pretty fun game. I think I think if you it was tolerable. To dig into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's got some interesting systems there. Yeah. All right, um, what's our next game? Okay, uh, so there's Captain Tsubasa and Captain Tsubasa 2, yep. which is basically the same as Captain Tsubasa, but, you know, a bit, bit more up. 
bit nicer. Yeah, like, a bit more streamlined, as I said. Know, smooth the edges around. Yeah. The next actual game that isn't Captain Tsubasa, number four, Kinikuman, uh, which I think means muscle man. Yeah, Kinikuman is a... Um, is a property of those kind of when I'm not sure if anyone here remembers the eighties very well, but there were these little rubber muscle men you could buy for like, you know, 50 cents or 30 cents or something like that. And you could, they just look like erasers and you could collect them. Mm-hmm. You could make them fight against each other. And this was a think of the term mediocre platformer mm-hmm. and then go far South from there <laughs> because this isn't just mediocre. This is a terrible platformer where yeah. enemies come at you. It's the same enemy over and over again. You kick slight delay in the controls mm-hmm. uh, and you have to keep fighting enemies, the same enemies in a corner until a uh, boss appears yeah. whom you can't actually hit. Yes. It's just a big floating head that kills you really quickly. Yeah. And we didn't get past that boss. No. And this was a Famicom <laughs> Disk System game, actually, that should be pointed out. So this thing has a Famicom Disk System emulator in it yeah. as well, which is, I find fascinating more than the game itself. It's kind of cool because you get to see the Disk System loading screen, mm. you know. So yeah. the, the next one is Kinikoman uh, muscle, muscle... Muscle Tag, tag. Match. That's yep. right. Which is another Kinikoman game, but it's a very different game. It's not a platformer, thank God. Mm. It's not that great either, though. It's, it's a wrestling game. Yeah. So, you know, two people in, you go to the corner and you can swap out your other other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all based off like the Kinikoman kind of muscly, small muscly eraser type characters. Uh-huh. And they fight and it's, you bounce yourself off the edge of the ring and it's not yeah terrible, but it's not good either. No, it's not great. No. It's probably more playable than the platformer. Yeah, I would I would give it that. It's a bit dull. Um, the matches seem to go on a long time. This does actually have somewhat of an interesting history because it was released as one of the very early third-party games in uh, North America right, okay. by Bandai. Uh, and... Did they just change the name and call it like Tag Match or something like that? Oh, probably Muscle Man or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a very... This, like, I think it did come over to... They may have changed the, the property or something, but when, it was never really that popular either of them in Australia. So uh, the game is mediocre, but playable. I'll yeah. call it playable. Yeah, it's it's not great, but you can play it. Yeah, mm. that's true. <laughs> All right, what's next? Okay, uh, now this is a name I'm going to massacre. Otokojuku? Otokojuku? Mm-hmm, Otokojuku. Uh, which, and this game is basically like a side-scrolling brawler. You're a shirtless man. Yeah, uh, so basically... really cool blue pants. Yeah, you're in a gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're head of a gang and you go to other places and beat up people of other gangs. Yeah, those... You wear similar colored shirts, but they're actually wearing shirts and you're wearing pants and you are much tougher because you're not wearing a shirt, I suppose. That's, that's the power of taking your shirt off, basically. Yeah, apparently. That's not what happens when I take my shirt off, but anyway. <laughs> just gain immense strength. You know, I just get arrested, mostly. <laughs> you just kick and punch your way out of it. Uh, yeah, this, the other thing about that game is a lot of holes. Yeah, a lot of holes you just kind of fall into. Up is jump, <laughs> and it's not a good jump. And it's, it's very mediocre. Again, I would say it's not that playable. No. Because you get bored of it after about five minutes. Yeah. Okay, what's the next game? Okay, these are very quick, quick, quick and nasty reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven is Saint Seiya Ogon Densetsu. Okay, so this starts out almost promising. It starts out like you think it's going to be a platformer, mm-hmm. and then you run into someone who, you, because in the platforming area, you can punch. Like mm-hmm. it's a 2D platformer, you can punch. Yeah. There's no enemies to punch. Someone comes up to you and you think, boy, I can punch this guy. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a turn based RPG. That's right. 
<laughs> yep, it's combining my two favorite things about uh, about video games. I love, I love, I love platformers, and yep. I love turn-based <laughs> combat. And together, boy, are they a winning combination, except never. Yeah. So that was terrible. Uh, and there is another <laughs> Saint Seiya game on there, isn't there? That's right. Oh, I should mention one thing about Saint Seiya that's very important, AC. Yeah, very important. You have a Cosmo meter. Yes, the game. Cosmo meter is very important. I don't know what the Cosmo meter does. No, it just has, the, it has 100 and then the word Cosmo underneath it. So you have 100 Cosmos, start of the game. Yep. I think that's Possibly the amount of, exchange for goods and services. That's the amount of Cosmos you need to drink for this game to be fun. <laughs> Uh, then there's Cosmo Densetsu, sorry, not Cosmo, there's Saint Seiya Ogon Densetsu Kanketsu Ten, uh, sorry, Kenketsu Hen, Kanketsu Hen. Kanketsu Hen, so basically the last of the series or the ending. This one actually is a platformer. It is. <laughs> not like the other one, it was a fake platformer. Yeah, this one is a platformer, but it's a terrible platformer. Yeah. With weird controls, <laughs> the jump button kind of works, like, you'll either, like, do a bunny hop where you'll fall down, mm-hmm. or you'll do... Like a massive jump where you'll fall ha- down like three holes next to the other hole you're going to fall down. Mm-hmm. So you die a lot in this game and it has the same enemy which rushes you and then jumps down the hole as well. Yeah. So it's one of those games where all the enemies just commit suicide it's, right out of the gate. It's pretty funny to watch that. Yeah. I, I will say uh, at the end of it, a level, we ran into a man who talked to us a lot. Yep. We got... Your your wife, who is actually Japanese, to come in and help us understand what was going on. She was on. sitting here most of the time, and we would just hand off the controller, saying, "We don't want to do this." Yeah, and so she, she goes, "She found this game confusing." Yeah, she said, "I don't know what he's saying. He he wants a cross, but I've got a cross, and now he's cleaning my cross." Ew! And then we stopped that game. Yeah, so confused an actual Japanese person. Yep, not a great sign. I think you actually might need to know some of the lore behind Saint Seiya to I think that's get true. something out of this game. Saint Seiya is a very long running property. It is still going now. Yeah, so Should I think pointed out. unless you're a super fan of Saint Seiya, mm. maybe give that one a miss. Um, the next game, number nine. Oh God, these names. Uh, Se- I think your wife pronounced it Sekiryu. Sekiryu. Which is a, another visual novel. It uh, looks like it's set in China. I can't tell. Yeah, this one is. Is this the one that was based off? Um Romance of the... No, I think that's the next one. Okay. Well, this one could be too, but it wasn't It wasn't so obviously based off it Romance looked, of the Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, this one This one was very forgettable because it was a visual novel, but mm. it wasn't like a murder or something at the start. No. It still had what commands and pickup like commands. It was just a dude asking you what to do next, basically. Yeah. yeah. And um, we knew we weren't going to get very far in this game, and we knew nobody really wanted to hear about it, so we skipped to the next one, which is a Capcom game. Yes, and this game is called Tenshi... Oh, sorry. Tenshi o Kura, Kurao. Tenshi Okuro, hmm. uh, which is absolutely a romance of the Three Kingdoms game. You play as Lu Bei or and slash or his mates. Lu <laughs> Bei. I can't remember. Was it? There's a Guan Yu and the other one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nobody remembers the third guy's oh, name. The, the guy with the big beard and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, pretty, he's the coolest one, though. Yeah, he is the coolest. He gets drunk and stuff. Um, so it's, it's those guys yeah. um, having a good time. It's but another JRPG. It is. Um, look, I'm not going to cast dispersion on this one. Uh, it has a... A decent reputation, I think. Mm-hmm. It uh, may have been like it's a Capcom game, yes, which is important to point out because there aren't many good game companies on this list. No, 
And I've heard good reviews about this one. Okay. Uh, of course, I just, we just can't get into it to give it any proper review. Mm. Um, I have played the uh, the beat 'em up version, like the arcade beat 'em up of Romance of the Three Kings. That's fun. Okay. Yep. If not incredibly long. There's a lot of. It should be should be stressed. There is a lot of R O T K Romance of the Three Kingdoms games out there. Yep. Like there's a whole big series of strategy games. Oh yes, really, really yes, well yes. well respected, but pretty impenetrable. Very. Um, then there's all those. Koei games like you know all those uh, like Kesson and um, um, what's that big what's that brawler called um, they made like a nine or ten of these games and you just wade through enemies and just beat them all up yeah yeah it's, it's upsetting right. everyone that I haven't I don't know the name of it and that, that you ha- that's right and the fact that you haven't lipped into saving is also upsetting everyone yeah it's sometimes it just doesn't my brain just big fighting work. man beating up lots of people game all right next game oh, it's gonna pain me that I couldn't remember that <laughs> I'm gonna remember it in like all five right. minutes and cool I come back to you yep. That thing. Um, game 11, Dragon Quest. Maybe you've heard of it. So people are already kind of going, there are a couple of games that aren't in Shonen Jump, and Dragon Quest is definitely just a video game, first and foremost. And that is because uh, Dragon Ball's uh, author, um, Akira Toyama, I think his name is or something, mm-hmm. uh, he is the person who did all the character designs for this game. So if you pick up something in Japan that looks like Dragon Ball and it's not Dragon Ball, it's probably Dragon Quest. Uh, Once again, look, Dragon Quest is probably one of the first really breakout hits in the RPG space in Japan, Mm -hmm. at least on the Famicom. It really set a standard. It set how everyone basically made their JRPGs from that point on. Okay. Uh, And it is an incredibly difficult game. It was ported to um, to the NES, and apparently it's really hard and almost impossible to beat without cheats, I think. I can't quite remember. Okay, I've never actually played much Dragon Quest, no. so I'll, I'll take your word for it, but no, that I, is a, a name I'm familiar with, yeah. unlike the other ones. Okay, next one I think is actually going to be Dragon Ball. Actually, before I go to that, I want to yep. let you know, all our listeners know, Dynasty Warriors. Oh, okay, that is the game I was talking about before. That is the beat-em-up Dynasty game Warriors. that I was playing where you wait. It yep. is a very long game and yep. it is very laborious. There's, there's like nine or but ten it's of those games now. Yeah. And yes, they're all based on the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yep. A classic Chinese novel. At least that, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, anyway, I'm getting confused, but... Um, we're progressing to Dragon Ball. Yep, so there are three Dragon Ball games on here. The yeah. first one is the best one and that's saying something yeah so this uh, is this is based on the original uh dragon ball manga and anime yeah um, this so one has a subtitle as well yeah I it's think. called dragon ball shenlong no natsu so i think it's something to do with shenlong mm. um so the dragon is, i think of the dragon is named shenlong in, uh, uh, in, in the i don't as i said i'm not a big dragon ball fan no, neither of us are particularly big dragon ball fans I, I just don't like the format of the show and i just think all the characters are just hateful hateful people <laughs> uh, and basically this isn't a bad game it's not a great game but you have it's a a, a top-down fighter i mm-hmm. suppose so you just go around beating people up yeah they drop items you take the items there's no real rpg elements but you have to keep picking stuff up because it's your life and your life is ticking down it's one of those yeah games. a la a, a, um wonder boy yes. sort of thing so you need to keep eating food and picking up food and uh you the cutscenes are the best in this because it, it's it's son goku um and um buruma mm-hmm. and Oh, sorry, Bulma for people in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Bulma is constantly being kidnapped and screaming and flipping her arms up and down and not wanting to actually do anything. It's pretty funny because like they 
the way they animate her face. Yeah, it's, is like, she's only got two frames, but it, yeah. it's pretty. It's like smiling and then like mouth agape. Yeah, it's pretty great. So yeah. Just to see those scenes is, is worth playing the game. I think. Yeah. Just to see that, but unfortunately, the same thing cannot be said about the next two games. The first one is Dragon Ball Three, not to be confused with Dragon Ball Z. That's right, Dragon Ball Three. They skipped. They didn't put Dragon Ball Two in this game. I don't no. know why. In this in this system. Uh, it so this is a bit disappointing because <laughs> it's basically like a board game. Yeah, and it's yeah. got like the older version of Go- Goku in it, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, this is like it's based off such a manly, big action, masculine like. F- this must be like a platformer or a fighter or something, and it's a board game. That's right. You progress, and you got your Dragon Ball pictures down the bottom, which spin the dice, and mm-hmm. you move along. And we quit that one pretty quickly. Yes, we thought well. The last Dragon Ball game on this system is Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. And despite what everyone calls it in America, they say, oh, Dragon Ball Z. In Japan, it's actually pronounced Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. funnily enough. There you go. So you're all wrong, Americans. You're all wrong, American, yeah. Once again, you're all wrong. So basically, this is also another board game. It's more freeform. You can kind of move wherever you want. and But it's got like... it's. About the start of Dragon Ball Z, when um, I think the some other Saiyans come to Earth and they fight, and I think some guy called Yamcha gets toasted or something. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's another board game. You move around on a map. It's more freeform, but you mm. still move, and you know it's all dice based and luck based. And we turn that off pretty quickly as well. Yeah, that's right. Look, I don't think that I don't think people should cast too, too much judgment on us for being a little bit disappointed that. Uh, uh, you know, a manga and anime that's well known for really spectacular action. fighting and action yeah. is a board game. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It's a bad mix. They shouldn't have made a board game. I don't know about you. It but makes me think that Dragon Ball Two may have actually been a good game, yeah. or better game. Not a good game, but better. But who knows? <laughs> They're like could have been worse. We can't put good games on. This hey, it's probably it's probably a mahjong game or something. <laughs> Because that's half the games on Famicom or Mahjong. Okay, what's next? Okay, so uh, number 15. We're towards the back half here. Oh, actually. We've only got a few left. A few left to go. Uh, Famicom Jump 2. Saikyo no Shichinen. Okay, this is a JRPG. You can choose one of the seven fighters. So, like, there's uh, Jojo. There's um, Goku from Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the big masculine guys. And, of course, it's a JRPG. That's right. You go around and... There's you- a town. You wander around the town. Everyone sort of animates, bobbing up and down, waiting for you to talk to them. Yep. And that's it. So we turn that one off. Yep. The next one, <laughs> we do that a lot. We, and we, it should be pointed out, we played all these games twice. Yeah. For your benefit, listeners. That's right. We, t- we, t- we played them for two seconds twice. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is uh, another Famicom Jump game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's called uh, Famicom Jump Hero Retsuden. Mm-hmm. So this is actually for the 20th anniversary, which means this was 30 years ago, mm-hmm. on the uh, Famicom. And it is an action RPG in that you roam around a world and you run into big enemies and then they just attack you. That's right. It doesn't go to a subscreen. They just start like wailing on you and shooting bullets at you. It's very confusing because it looks like an over. It looks like an overmap, like yeah. for an RPG, and then it's not. Yeah, and then like the <laughs> the thing, yeah, like your attacks are terrible, and I think you're Tarutokun, who we're going to get to later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the worst thing about this game is that the frame. It's not the frame rate, but the way the world scrolls and the character move stutters incredibly bad. Yeah, it makes the whole screen flicker. Yeah, and it, if. 
on a CRT, this must have given people seizures or something. It's very, very bad. I'm not mm. even sure how, how it shipped, honestly, in that in that state. It just looks broken. Yeah, it um, is. It is a broken game. So that's not great. Maybe people liked it because of all the characters and it, all fan service. Yeah, there is a lot of fan service in those Famicom Jump games. But uh, either way, I definitely... Look, <laughs> let's save our recommendations for the end, Ace. So. Yeah. Uh, question. Not question. Game number 17. Yep. Fist of the North Star. Now, this is playable. Yes, that's right. It is. Uh, you don't need any language skills. You can just go in there and you the Fist of the North Star punches someone and they explode. It's great. It has everything you want from Fist of the North Star game, right? Yep. When you punch and kick people, he goes, ha, 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 in that really high-pitched way, which is good. Yep. And um, they explode. And then when you punch them, they, yeah, they swell up and they burst and it's great. And, you know... You can imagine if they had a bit better graphics, there'd be like seven rib cages or something flying out of them, like yeah. Mortal Kombat. But unfortunately, it's just like chunks of and pixels. The and same guy or the same two sprites colored differently, and you just keep going and going and going yep. until you die. That's right. Yep. And it's not a great game. The graphics, the, the controls are, are fine in this yeah. game, I should say, but the graphics are very Atari 7800 or Commodore 64 esque. Yeah, it's say. very pixely. <laughs> very pixely. And, and he's sort of blocky looking he is it's funny it's it's, he's, he almost looks like an up res version of the karateka guy I was gonna say yeah or like you know if like if pitfall harry had like some kung fu skills or something yeah like that, it's a know? bit like that yeah <laughs> so there's no facial expressions he's just kind of a pink blob yes all right and that brings us to fist of the north star three that's right again not skip a lot number of, two not a lot of twos here <laughs> and guess what you're never going to guess what this is listeners i'm gonna look ac can i go on a limb here um yep uh, like another side-scrolling beat-em-up, perhaps? It is a JRPG. Oh, darn. Yep. And people give you advice like, head south, head south. You can't actually head south because there's a massive mountain in the way and bushes surrounding and there's no one to fight or interact with. <laughs> another one of the games that confused our native Japanese speaker. Yeah. Maria was just going, what, what do you do? Like, you, nothing, nothing's working. Why, why? This is dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, basically unplayable, even for Japanese people. All right, what's next? Uh, all right, we're down to the last two, AC. Okay, so next must be Magical Tararuto-kun. That's right. Which is a Mario 3-inspired ripoff mm-hmm. uh, with an overworld, and then you go into a 2D space mm-hmm. where you have very... It's it's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. It's got good controls. Yeah. Um, the, the sprites look nice. Yeah, the they, they look okay. Nice. The music's quite fine. good, actually, yeah. Yeah. It's just one problem. Mm-hmm. One hit, one kill, and it's... Fucking hard. Yes. It is it's probably the best game on here in terms of style, mm-hmm. in terms of actually being a game. Yes. But it is a hard game. Like, if you want to play this game, I would suggest save scumming yeah. every time you pass an enemy. Yeah, that's right. Should we should we describe who Tarutukun is? You're confusing me. I'm sorry. You were saying it fine before. I was saying it fine yeah, before, yeah. yeah. Is a kind of magical fairy goblin thing. And he's basically like a little guy with goggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the goggles see through women's clothing to reveal their underwear. And he's a pervert. <laughs> there might be other characters in there. I don't know. Yeah. I thought this game was fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I learned what the source material was. And then I was kind of a bit grossed out, actually. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I will say this game is just completely unashamedly wearing its Mario 3 inspiration mm. right on its chest. Like, the overmap has little signs with numbers on them and you sort of move around and there's, like, enemies on the map. It's, yeah, and it's, can, it's there's alternate paths. Yeah, and this came out in 91, which is, a you know, 
like yeah. probably about three years actually after it came out in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So look, having said all of that, it's probably the best game yeah. system. If it if it just had a health bar or like a some power up system or something, mm. they mm. do have items, but they're not very useful. No. Uh, the other good thing about this game is that you lick things to kill people. Yeah, and That's a lot of good. them are takoyaki, which are balls. So there's and takoyaki are famously salty. So you're going around licking salty balls. That sounds like my kind of game. Yep. And the last game uh-huh. is Rokudenashi Blues. Rokudenashi Blues. Um, once again, this is kind of like uh, delinquents, like tough kids in a gang in a school. Everyone at school is a delinquent. Everyone you meet is a delinquent. Your parents are fucking delinquents. <laughs> I just like saying the word delinquent because it's fun. But yeah, yeah this you'd think this would be another action game. You, you might think that. Hey, you see. might think. So what happens? Well, you start in your house yep. and you got to go to school. Yep. You go to school. Yep. And there's a tough guy at the front of the school. He won't let you in. You want to you want to learn math. Yeah, you're you all about math. That's right. You want to you want to learn social science. Yeah. But instead, you have to you have to fight this guy. You won't let you into the school. Guess how you fight him, AC? Oh, it's not a turn-based RPG menu you, system. Ding, is- ding 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 ding. Correct. Ah. What's more fun than picking things from menus? Nothing. <laughs> According to the Japanese anyway. So this is another horrible disappointment of a game. I will say that on in its favour, in its favour, yep. it's a little bit like uh, Captain Subasa in that you are picking things from menus. Yep. It's true, but when you do that, you do get a little visual like panel of what you're doing. Those panels are very nice. Yeah, they're so very well animated. So you'll see like a fist go, like you know, with like mm. sort of you know, speed lines coming off of it, if I can use that phrase. Yeah. And then you'll hit someone or they'll block it and you'll see them blocking it or getting hit by it and, and vice versa. So it's not entirely... Well, it is entirely menu-based, but at least you get to see what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, there's some nice graphics that go, but it, it's very much of the JRPG. Yeah. Uh, and that brings us to all 20 games. Yeah, the original it. NES had 30. This one only has 20. I think it cost about the same price. Quantity over quality. <laughs> Yeah, there's just none of that here. Nothing. There's no quality. There's not even quantity. No, they could have at least put in like twice as many bad games. That would have been <laughs> actually been something. That would have been very difficult for us to review. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Rob was like in a in a an oddly good mood when he came around here, and he was yeah. full of energy. And we played this, and now he's like super tired. So it's a good it's a good um, <laughs> yeah cure for insomnia, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, having trouble sleeping. Uh, look, man. Okay, so recommendations. We better move on. All right. We've talked about this too long. We'll be quick. Um, There's 20 games on the system. Most of them are impenetrable. Very few of them are actually fun. Um, And way too many of them have menu-based combat. (laughs) It's very difficult to recommend this. I think Mm. think you really do have to be um, A, Japanese, B, a boy, a male who grew up in the era when these games Mm. were a thing, and C crazy yeah <laughs> um, and uh, and then you'll enjoy it a lot uh but i don't think if you don't fall in any of those categories you probably won't like this very much how about you ac i'm i'm just i'm probably even more negative than you about this system mm. in that i know that there some of these games do have better versions or like there are sequels that are more playable than this don't get me wrong japanese people love jrpgs but for a bunch of uh, you know, boy hyper masculinity based characters mm. and genres like genre. This just t- sucks the fun out of any everything. I mean, if you mm. want long play experiences, that's fine. But a lot of the um, 
a lot of the RPGs on here mm. didn't actually get good reviews and aren't favorably remembered mm. unless it was just one of your only games on the Famicom. Yeah. But they didn't have a lot of choice when they were putting this thing together. They thought it was a great idea and they had like five good games and then they kind of went, oh, we're going to need to stick this one out a bit, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So as Rob said, there's a lot of like lore from these shows and manga and that you just kind of need to know before going in at yeah. least somewhat so you get the references. We didn't and I don't care. Yeah. How many of these properties are you actually familiar with? I mean, I'm familiar with uh, Fist of the North Star. Yep, me too. That might actually be the only one. Um, Dragon Ball, I'm familiar with enough just from living in Japan and osmosis. And you know Talalutokun? I know Talalutokun. Um, Dragon Ball, you, it's, you know, yeah. through osmosis. I think we've both kind of yep. learned stuff about that. But... There's not a lot, I mean... Uh, yeah, some, of, some of the characters... No. Saints Air I've heard of. Uh, the, the Famicom Jump. Like, I know some of the characters in that. Like, mm. ha- actually has... The only Shonen Jump property that I really like is an 80s... A really 80s manga called City Hunter. Ah, uh, okay. And that is that is really cool. Mm. Um, it is still very hyper-masculine, but it's, it's played off in a much more funny and concise way. People aren't powering up for 14 fucking episodes. <laughs> so, look, even if you see this in a bin, mm-hmm. don't pick it up. <laughs> Like if, if you see this thing like languishing in trash, it's because someone threw it there for a very good fucking reason. Just close you the leave lid. Leave it there. Walk away. No, no, no. You <laughs> douse that bitch in petrol. You put gasoline all over that motherfucker. You light a match, and then after that is all burnt to the ground, mm-hmm. then you just add more petrol and just make sure that it's just burnt. Scatter its ashes to the all wind. Gone. <laughs> so people people say like why you knew these games suck why did you buy this mm. well because I wanted a gold Famicom yeah it's gold I, it's gold but here's the thing I wasn't I didn't just want a gold Famicom I wanted to hack this yeah okay. so I'm actually gonna like have a new sticker made up mm-hmm. and it's gonna be the Game Life Balance Famicom nice I'm gonna put that over the over the top of the Shonen Jump sticker awesome and we are going to put twenty of our favorite Famicom awesome. and NES games on there. Can so. one of them be that Wacky Races game? Oh, yes, it can. Fantastic. So you <laughs> might hear us kind of chime in from time to time about like what games are we going to put on this thing and we're going to like get together a list and then we're going to go through it on the on the, on the the podcast one day. Fantastic. About how I hacked this thing and how we put some of our favorite games on there. No Karnov, you little bitch. <laughs> I'm happy if there's no Karnov. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Karnov. I'm going to come out there and say it. <laughs> I don't think Carlisle is very good. It's not a good game. It's no. a f- it's funny, but it's not a good game. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, don't get this unless you want to hack it and have a gold Famicom. G'day, Uncle Snap Snap here, reporter on the street, and I've got a microphone and I've shoved it in the face of this little bitch. Now, rumour has it, and you've got to be honest here, you little bastard. Did you actually play and complete a game in the year of our Lord, 2019? I did. I did, Uncle Snap Snap. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I hope you're not going to keep this up for much longer because I, I, don't, I don't know how long I can... I can't, I can't. But uh, you were telling me in the break that you that you, you really wanted to talk about a game. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You played a game. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Yes, I'm, and it I'm, isn't Red Dead Redemption or PUBG. Is. Yep. <laughs> and you actually finished a game. And that's like that's when Uncle Snap Snap just had to come out, shove a microphone in your face and then up your ass and ask you a question. Yeah, well, look... Both are good options. Yep. Getting answers out of me. Uh, <laughs> yes, I played a game, AC. I played a game called Piku Niku. Piku Niku? Uh, yeah, and that's a game that's available, I believe, on Steam. I 
do believe it's on uh, Nintendo Switch. Oh wow! As well. Okay, it's an it's a it's an independent. It's an indie title. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm not sure whether it's on PS4 or Xbox. Although I want to say this is the kind of game that probably might end up there if it isn't already. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's one of those indie games that has a bit of legs on it, a bit of a bit of heat. Nice. Um, it's a good game. It's a lot of fun. What it is is a a really cute, simple. Yep. Platformer. Ooh, I like this already. Um, not the sort of thing that you'd expect old Robbie to typically play. That's more your thing. It is. I do. Um, I do like a good simple platformer. I I'm like a very them simple too. man. I just seem to never buy them. I seem mm. to always buy like murder games, <laughs> or a game where it's like 1733 and you've got to like win the Battle of Lexington or something. Um, I hate that battle. Yeah, I don't know if that's a real battle, but hey, it sounds real. Um, but I didn't do that. I didn't buy a strategy game. For or once? play Dwarf Fortress again. I played Piku Niku. It's really cute. So what the way this game works is you basically... So is, it, is it meant to be Picnic? Piku Niku? I, I think it's Piku Niku. Okay. Um, I was wondering if it was a play on words there. I don't know. It might be. It, for all I know, there's all sorts of layers that are going over my head with this game. But okay. what it is, is a platformer. You're a little blob. You look like a Mr. Man almost. A little red blob with legs and mm-hmm. bl- little black eyes. And that's it. It's a very flat game. Yep. It's, it's very basic. Matte colors. No textures. If it's a tree, it's just green, mm-hmm. you know. No it, shadows? No shading. No, yeah, it's very simple looking. Okay. And I kind of really like that about it. Mm. The controls are good, a bit floaty, but in a good way. Okay. Like a good floaty platformer. Yeah, that's if, if, um, if that's done well, that's certainly not a bad thing. What's fun is when you walk along, your legs move. And I think the way your legs move mm-hmm. actually has some impact on the way the game controls. It feels like it does anyway. Okay. So you'll see his legs, his or her. It's really, it's an indeterminate blob. It's legs kind of, you know, sort of move Propel along. Propel him. I'm doing, making movement with my fingers. The audi- audience can't see this. No, no, no. You can, just, you can of, see yeah. the legs reaching out and propelling the character through okay. the screen. It looks very interesting. And when you jump, he does little flips and the legs kind of flail. Oh, cool. It looks kind of cool. Um, you're... You're neither male nor female. You're just, you're just this thing called the beast. You live in a cave mm-hmm. and there's a town nearby and everyone in the town is extremely afraid of you because they have all these legends about this beast that's going to come out of the cave and like eat everyone in the town. Ah. Um, and all the people in the town are, they're not really people. They're just like weird blobby guys with tentacles. Everyone in this game is like weird and not necessarily like human looking. Mm. It's very imaginative and that's good. charming. The, the, the plot, as you can imagine from the from that little brief intro I gave you is, mm-hmm. is pretty childish. Yeah. But it has layers and it has a really fun, like wacky sense of humor that I really like. So that's the hook, is it? Is that yeah. that's kind of the gimmick of the game is the story? I think the story and well, there's a lot of things. Like the platforming is good. Yeah. Um it has some classic kind of like platformery puzzly stuff. Like it's an open world Metroidvania-y kind of a thing. Like you'll you'll come across things you can't do. Mm-hmm. Then later on, you get the hat or the thing that you need, and you go back to the thing you couldn't do. So a lot and of backtracking, a bit of backtracking. But the world yeah. is actually pretty small. I should say this is a very contained experience. About ten hours took me to beat it. Okay, so yeah. that's ideal. And actually, just you know, spoilers for the rest of this year. That's probably the games I'm going to be playing. Not a bad thing. For the rest of 2019, because mm. I realized I really enjoyed actually finishing a game, <laughs> which I haven't done for a long time. Kind of a bit of, uh, you know, mm. makes the soul feel good. It does, yeah. So, I'm told. There's a, so there's not, the platforming's good, but floaty. There's that, there's that Metroidvania kind of backtracking and unlocking things element, a lot of secrets. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I didn't do everything. There's there's stuff you can do that I don't think I found, but I did find a lot of actual secrets and, and cool things just accidentally. 
People have complained the game's a bit easy, but I think, for me, that's probably a good thing. Um, As an adult gamer, this sounds kind of like the perfect thing. And you can save along the way, I'm guessing. You can save. Yeah, it auto-saves a lot. Um, But, yeah, I think what really sold me, if I'm honest, is the humor. Yeah. Because by itself, it's just a competent platformer that feels good to play. But it does have a really great sense of humor. All All the jokes are delivered in text it's there's no voice acting what they do have though which i really like i like when games do this Mm -hmm. and you'll know what i'm talking about ac is that when you speak to someone the text comes up but the character makes a little intonation like they might go or or like noises (laughs) like that it's very telling when that happens and 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 you can kind of get a sense for the mood that that they're trying to convey with the text the text is really really written super well i can't stress enough how like the timing and the writing of the jokes is just really, really well done. In a way that, like, it kind of reminds me of how, like, you know, on the SNES or Mega Drive era, there'd be games that were really funny, but they were they were being funny through text. They weren't yeah. being funny through voice acting and stuff. Yeah. So it's that old kind of video game humor. Nice. You know? I like it. Um, there's, yeah, just some really, really funny sequences. I don't know whether I want to so, yeah, don't give spoilers because there's some because... freaking hilarious sequences. I'll, I'll just say this, put, put this out there for anyone yeah. who's played the game. Rescuing Ernie was my favorite part okay. of this game. So how much was this game? You bought it on Steam, obviously. I bought it on Steam. I want to say it was like 20 bucks Australian. Okay. Which is getting up there for a short experience like this. But but if it's a good experience. Yeah, it was solidly good. I was laughing out loud at certain moments. Yeah. I was g- genuinely enjoying myself pretty much the entire time. Um, I beat it in two sessions. Oh, nice. So, you know, it's, it's a very contained, manageable thing that you can play and i really really like that about it um yeah not much else to say i thought it was very funny controlled well and it just makes me think like damn why don't i play more like platformers why that is a good question because there are a lot of good platformers especially with uh, a lot of independent stuff that's come out recently yeah so i think i'm going to check out more games like this moving forward um but i definitely recommend this one i thought it was really really funny and if you like metroidvanias there is a glut of them yeah there is a lot yeah there's quite a there's quite a few out there this is a very low bar to entry metroidvania like it's very simple you know makes me think i should give this one a try Mm. like because i i love platforming and i i can't i like metroidvanias in theory but in the practice of actually playing it i never have enough time and Mm. if i get stuck i go ah fuck this i gotta go do something else (laughs) yeah no it is it is a good one uh so i do i do recommend that and uh i might check that out yeah pikuniku pikuniku uh check it out uh yeah that's that's a game I played in 2019. Nice. I like it. Throw to you, AC. You are a man who is known to play games. I am. A bit more often than I am. I've I've had a, a quite a bit happen in my life for the past couple ah, of weeks. It's more actually. of a life week than a game week? No, no, no. There's There's been a lot of games as well, but the, the two have intertwined somewhat. Okay. Um, so the reason we recorded early, we recorded early on a Wednesday last time. Mm. Uh, school night, as it were. That's right. Um we, uh, my family and I had just come back from Japan and we needed a holiday, <laughs> which, <laughs> oh my God, AC, what are you talking about? You greedy son of a bitch. You were in Japan. Yeah. It's, trust me, it's not as relaxing as you think it is. Especially when you're visiting family and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. A lot of, Maria especially had a lot of obligations, uh, as the woman of the house mm-hmm. that I couldn't help with, or she didn't want my help or my help is crap. <laughs> anyway, um, we got back and we just wanted to do something that was very low-key and mm. kind of Australian and summer-esque. So we did everything that... The same thing that all Canberrans do. Mm-hmm. 
we went down to the coast for a long, on the long weekend. Nice. So it was Australia Day. Mm-hmm. We went down to Turos Head, which is on the south coast. Ah, nice. Which is one of my favourite parts of the south coast, and indeed probably Australia, because mm. it's it's just calm, it's nice. You know, there's only one road in, one road out. Yes. And so long as everyone's doing the speed limit, it's fine. <laughs> you don't get stuck behind some asshole that's doing, you know, 30 in a 50 zone or whatever. Mm. And we hired this cabin. Or hired, like, you know, stayed in a cabin, mm-hmm. uh, part of a holiday park there, overlooking the ocean. Nice. Beautiful. We booked it about six months ago. Okay. And so we got there and we went, oh, we're not sure which one it is, what's going to happen. We got in there and it was, we thought it might be a little bit dodgy because, you know, it may have, may not have been renovated for a while, maybe even a bit old. It was beautiful. Awesome. On the inside. The outside had was overlooking the beach. Mm. Um, the, like the cabin had like two bedrooms and it had like a great barbecue outside where it would like heat up really quickly and you can cook steaks and sausages nice just like that like click of a finger it was almost done and uh the beach was just literally like 50 meters walk away from where we were staying wow yeah um we took may to the beach for the first time we have no idea how these things are going to go mm. um because she doesn't like low frequency rumbling sounds so we were kind of going oh the beach might be a bit weird we took her to the beach she was a bit confused because it looks like a big sand pit mm. and then she got in the water mm. and we couldn't take her out <laughs> she just loved running along like the shallow bits and the waves and they, they kept crashing up against her and she would find it hilarious oh wow that's so good i'm glad she enjoyed herself yeah so yeah. we actually want to go back again this summer before it gets too cold yeah uh, i don't know whether we'll have the chance or not but mm. it was just such a nice thing we went we went to the beach like twice on the the saturday twice on the sunday we went back on the monday mm-hmm. and the rest of the time we were kind of in the cabin just chilling just right. like relaxing and you know we didn't have to cook other than the barbecue i cooked on the second night my brother was in also in the same town just randomly because mm. he's just kind of random like that so we <laughs> caught up with him and um one of the things and this is where the gaming gets intertwined okay. <clears throat> is that this does actually have a flat screen television there oh nice and i bought with me my mini nes yeah, cool. So, because that's what those things are, are for. Like, it's a really small NES you can take with you. Yeah, perfect. On the go. Uh-huh. Uh, and we booted it up and we just had a great night of gaming. Maria and I played... Okay. So, we played Dr. Mario. Uh-huh. Or should I say, she played Dr. Mario. Okay. <laughs> because I am not good at Dr. Mario. Right. And she can finish the entire game. Wow. Like, she can actually get to level 20 and, like, keep going and going and going and going. She's um, she's very talented at puzzle games and very quick thinker. Okay, cool. So, she was... Um, you just she, sat back and watched. She beat me because it's a two-player game. You can you can verse each other. Mm. I lost very quickly. Uh-huh. <laughs> except for the first few games where I had, like, an overwhelming advantage because I got her to set hers to five and got to set mine to one and uh. <laughs> basically cheated. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, then she won, and then she just kept going and going and going. Wow, okay. And then we played some Super Mario Brothers, which is just fun never heard of it just it's just fun to play that game you know there are there are like 30 other games on there i played a little bit of bubble bubble and stuff like that it was just nice just going through some classic old games bit of galaga and yeah i i guess that was just my my little my little mini nes thing like it sits on a shelf Mm. and i'm sure it sits on a lot of gamers shelves but don't be afraid 
to take it out of the package and take it with you if you're going to like a little place like that because it's just fun. It is interesting. I didn't think about the portability of that system, but mm. it is highly portable. It is very tiny. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a couple of boxes, really. Yeah. You know. Boxes of playing cards, tall and wide, and you can, you know, the controllers are the same size as a normal controller, but like mm. it fits in a bag real easy. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, we went in the car, so it didn't take up any room at all. And I'm glad I took it with us because it was great. Um, so that week at the coast was something we really needed. Yeah, it sounds like it was it was the whole it was the holiday you you, you should have had you know to begin with. <laughs> yeah, really, it should have been. Yeah, uh, I have been playing other games. Uh, I played Gungrave OD. Now you've probably heard me talk about Gungrave, which is a PS2 action uh, third person action game, yeah. basically where you have massive guns mm-hmm. and you beat. You blow, you shoot people up, you blow the shit out of people with a rocket launcher, and yeah. you beat people up with your rocket launcher melee kind of move. It's a set. very fun, violent game. <laughs> it is very violent. It is uh, The character designs are by the same guy who did Trigun, yeah. the anime. So it's very stylized. Mm. And this is the sequel. So I've got both games now. But apparently there is a, a PlayStation VR game Ooh. as well. Okay. I don't... Probably not very good, but I kind of want to try it anyway. Huh. And... Um, yeah, I was playing that the other day and got to about the th- start of the third level. The only annoying thing about that game is that there's a tutorial where the kid, yeah. like every two steps you take, this kid interrupts you and goes, you got to press this and you got to press this. And he's going, there are only like three buttons you need in this game. Like it's not, it's, it's not, not that complicated. It's not complex, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a fun game, if a little buggy sometimes. And the, um, the other thing I played was um, the Konami MSX collection. Oh, cool. So I got... There are three volumes for the PlayStation in Japan. I have the first two. Mm-hmm. So Konami wasn't just a Nintendo... Um, uh, published on Nintendo systems, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, yeah. They had their, their finger in a couple of other pies as well, uh-huh. including on PCs. Uh, they were Ultra Games. They were Ultra Games as in other on the Famicom as well. The that was the sort of the other name they went under. Yeah, so yeah. the Ninja Turtles game, which was a Konami game, yes, did I remember seeing the Ultra, the Ultra Games. Yep. logo on my box for yeah. that for my PC. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, huh. uh, Konami subsidiary that they could use because you could only publish certain amount of games on the um, the NES at any given time in a year. Okay. Only a year. Interesting. Um, but they also were very prolific on the MSX. Now. Mm. What the hell is the MSX? Yeah, it's not a system that people in the West are familiar with, they see. So MSX doesn't have an official name, like Microsoft Exchange or like Microsoft-based system, Mm. but I think MSX just sounds like a cool name. And it is a uh, personal computer used by Japan, but limited release in Europe and America, even slightly, Mm -hmm. in the 1980s. This is one of those things... This is one of those... Uh, PCs that you could hook up to a television like a Commodore 64. Ah, uh, okay, yep, yep. It had a keyboard, it had a cartridge slot, and it had like a, um, uh, like the, the arrow keys, I suppose, were kind of more game focused in kind of like a triangle. Ah, uh, right, okay. Or, well, triangle, like a diamond, I suppose. Right. <clears throat> so I played these Konami MSX games. It was fascinating looking at the MSX emulator working because that's what they would have had to have used to get these games to work on a ps1 yeah yeah pretty simple emulator you know they're not they're 8-bit machines they're not um not particularly complex by any means yeah um but 
Konami had some interesting interesting stuff on there. Like. I mean, there's a lot of really important games that came out first on the MSX. I yep. mean, the one that leaps to my mind is Metal Gear. Yep, Metal Gear is a actually one of the few games that is a better game on the MSX. Yeah. So Gradius, Gradius 2 came out on there. I think the original Parodius mm. came out on the MSX. Uh, and, you know, they had some more simple games like Billiards and um, like Kung Fu, Yi Shei Kung Fu or something like that. Okay. They're not... Half of these games aren't great and half of them are interesting. One of the major problems with the MSX was it wasn't good at scrolling. Ah. And <laughs> Gradius and a whole bunch of other, these other games kind of rely on scrolling a bit. Okay. Some of them do it better than others. Right. But last night when I was playing the second disc of this, my eyes literally were hurting by the end of the end of the session. We touched on this a while back yeah. with Commander Keen on just how important Mario was in terms of just showing people that you could have a side-scrolling platformer that was smooth. Yeah. You know, that blew people away. We take it for granted these days, you know, but yeah. and back like, then it was rare. The MSX is not IBM compatible, mm. which means, which is what, you know, like the like the IBM compatible, then the 386 and the 486. Mm-hmm. And the 386 is where they kind of, and the 286 is kind of where they started to figure out scrolling or at least, um, you know, id software did. Yeah. At the very least. And uh, these aren't those computers. This is more akin to a Commodore 64. Yeah. Where it can do scrolling, but hmm. it it's redrawing the next line not fast enough. So it's quite jittery. You can almost see the lines being you drawn. You can. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, like Gradius, they tuned down all the graphics and made everything simple. So it does look very much like an early... C64 game right. but the scrolling is smoother but like some of the games mm. where they've got those graphics it just, it just comes at the cost of the graphics it, it, yeah. It, yeah like it has better graphics it has shit scrolling mm, okay so this is also where Castlevania like um, uh, Dracula X kind of got its start from as well mm. I think uh, and it was a very different game okay. to the Castlevania um, Wackamodge or whatever it is uh, Dracula X Dracula. And look, I don't have that one with the one with Metal Gear and Castlevania on it because mm. that is the third volume. Mm. And of course, the most expensive. Of course. <laughs> but I still had a good time. And I, mm. I want to go through one of these discs with you at one stage. I'd love to, Maybe yeah. do a disc review because it's got 10 games on it. They're all pretty simple, pretty easy. And you get to see the MSX effectively running without having to buy an msx yeah i'd love to see that because i've always heard tell of the yeah. msx but i've never seen one or even an emulator so it's funny that i wake up every morning thanking my lucky stars that i'm not an msx collector because those things are <laughs> huge they're cumbersome mm. um they're difficult to work sometimes okay and the games like they're not bad games but they're not like famicom games either mm. they're kind of like mm. A bit behind. Yeah, I see what you mean. And all of the MSX games, because they're so nostalgic for a lot of Japanese people, are incredibly expensive, especially Metal Gear and mm. Castlevania. Mm. All right, so that's uh, that's my games. I have been playing some other games, which I'll talk about a bit later, but... Hey, save that for next time, Ace. I will. I'll just give the hint that I have a Sega um, 3D Archives Ooh. where I was playing... Uh, where these... Sega properties have been given the 3D treatment on the 3DS. Oh, okay. And I was playing uh, Gunstar Heroes. Okay. And Alien Syndrome. Right. And Bare Knuckle Fighting 2, which is Streets of Rage. Wow. Two 
in 3D. Which on the is 3DS. On the 3DS, which is awesome. Cool. They released some of those games, but not all of them. And yeah. I tell you what, I'll tell you just briefly. Mm-hmm. A really good game to play in 3D on the system. Yeah. Outrun. Right. Turbo Outrun on this thing is awesome. You've looks got really awesome good. music. It mm-hmm. looks good. It plays well. Is because the 3D good? The 3D is good um, because they only kind of use like... Th- Kind of three planes, like mm. foreground, midground, background, and it scrolls because they're the arcade versions of these games. Ah, uh, not the crappy home system version. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, for um, for Streets of Rage, that was only ever a home version, yeah. so it is the home version. But the outrun, you're getting the anything that version. started on the arcade is still on the arcade for the <sighs> system. They never release these games in the West, other than like a small collection. Mm. And it's frustrating because there's really good games on this. I want to show you. Yeah, I just cool. I just want to show you what it looks like. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. All right. That's that's basically what I've been doing. Um, cool. I suppose. Uh, do you want to do a quiz? Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll land this. Jump straight into the quiz. Yes. We'll sure. <laughs> let's do that. I couldn't think of a, wi- a witty thing to say. <laughs> so let's let's do the quiz. AC, it's it's 2019. This is the first normal episode of the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd start by doing something very normal. Okay. Something very common. Uh, something you're familiar with. I hardly think that I'm a commoner. A little quiz I like to call Simpsons or SimCity. This is a great quiz. It's a good one. It's one of the few good ones that I ever <laughs> thought of. So, so which came first, The Simpsons or SimCity? It's actually ambiguous, depending on what you call the first episode of The Simpsons. That's right. It's a bad name bad name for a quiz, yeah. but a good quiz, I think. So, 10 questions. Uh, here's how it works for you at home. I'm going to name a historical event of some description, or a product, or a thing that happened at some point in time. And then I'm going to name a game, and you're going to tell me which came first, the game or the historical thing. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for this. All right. Question number one. Which came first? The Watergate Scandal mm-hmm. or Space Invaders? The Watergate Scandal. Correct. By about six years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 72. And uh, Space Invaders is 78. 78. That's right. So points for you. Okay. Question number two. I'm just imagining Nixon playing Space Invaders now. I would love to see that. Just him. With his... I'm going to get those communists. That's right. The, the jowls <laughs> have to come in at some point. Uh, number two. Cool Spot mm. or... The Gulf War. And that's the original Gulf War, not this new one we've got. No. <laughs> the ongoing Gulf No, as in Operation Desert Storm. Yeah. Oh, geez. You're testing me now. I want to say Operation Desert Storm. Correct. 91, mm-hmm. when George Bush Sr. took us over to the Gulf. Uh, cool Spot, 93. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And that's not a bad game either. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a, look, it's probably one of the better, mar- like, you know... Uh, License. Adverti- yeah, adverti- adverti- games. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, question number three. Cheers. That's the TV show, Cheers. Mm-hmm. Or Donkey Kong. Uh, Donkey Kong, 1980 or 81. Cheers. Oh, God damn it, I hated Cheers. Yeah, look, I'm not a massive fan. I'm going to say Donkey Kong, actually. In the- oh, oh, no, wait. No, wait. I'm going to say Cheers. Changing your answer? I'm changing my answer to cheers. I have to tell you. Yep. You shouldn't have done that. Donkey Kong came first. Oh. July 81. Yep. Cheers came out in 82. Oh, really? So pretty close. Mm. Pretty close. I just remember cheers always being on, and I always remember it being so horribly mediocre. This one is a vague one. Okay. And ambiguous, and I like that about it. Question four, which came first, the film career of Steve Martin or Hubert? Hubert. 
Uh, no, actually. Really? The Jerk was released in 1979. That was his first really? starring was that in film. 79? Yeah, it's an old one. Uh, Cheers. Sorry, not Cheers. Qbert 82. Uh, really? So, yeah, The Jerk is older. And in fact, I originally had this question as the career of Steve Martin, but that goes back to the 60s. Yeah, it's, so, yeah and he was on SNL and, yeah, the film career. Yeah, I, yeah. because I, you, think of, you think of Steve Martin, you think of, like, trains, planes, and automobiles and yeah. rock, Roseanne, Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah, but The Jerk was his big, you know, breakout starring role, and mm. that was 79. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll pay that. I just Part of that question was me just wanting to know how far back his career goes, and the, que- the answer is, is a long time. Yeah. Um, he has earned his stripes. Question five. The Beijing Olympics or Call of Duty Black Ops? Your favorite game, AC. But I know you, lo- you know lots about Black Ops. So, Oh, yeah. They're the blackest of ops. Yeah, he's always doing Black Ops. Uh, okay, Beijing was uh, 2008, wasn't it? That's correct. Uh, I'm going to say Beijing Olympics. Correct. Uh, Black Ops came out in 2010. Yeah, I knew it was more recent than that. Mm-hmm. So... I, knew, I think it happened about the same time I got back to Australia. Mm. And I went, oh, ew, that'll never catch on. Turns out, <laughs> caught on. So don't, qu- don't listen to me about video games. <laughs> Says the video games podcast co-host. <laughs> uh, question six, in perhaps the most significant of historical events on this list. Okay. Uh, flying toasters on Microsoft Windows or Commander Keen? Commander Keen. Correct. Commander Keen, 1990. Yep. After Dark, which is the set of uh, screensavers that mm-hmm. everyone knows. Yep. Look, it came out in Apple in 89, but I did say Microsoft Windows, which yeah. is 91. So yep. you're correct. Commander Keen, you would have been enjoying Commander Keen one year before you enjoyed the flying toasters on your on your Windows. <laughs> Boy, PC. howdy was I ever enjoying those flying toasters and Commander Keen or Commander Keen in a toaster. There you go. So I enjoyed that one. Those weren't bad games. No. Commander Keen was- Commander Keen's all right. It's, it's all right. We should, we should do it one day. I thought we did. Question number seven. Did we? I think we did. God damn it. Did we do number four? Maybe we were, oh, no, no, we maybe did number we did one, a, yeah. Did we do it for bit seizure? Maybe we did. Mm. We, we've, we've got a lot of video game history that not even we can remember. <laughs> we, we need like some sort of super fan who like follows all of our work and can tell us yes, these things. Even a fan. <laughs> question seven. Janet Jackson's... Probably Steve. S- uh, question seven. Actually, this is the real most important. Okay, all right, right, yep. Ja- Janet Jackson's Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction... Or Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, wardrobe. She showed uh, her titty in national TV. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so, I'm sorry. When you said that, I, I I just had an image of Inspector Gadget going, <laughs> go, go, Gadget Umbrella. And like his mallet comes out and hits him. And I was like, going, I don't even recall that happening to Janet Jackson. But, you know, for fuck, I don't know. Uh, it was Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction or... Or Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, of course. Correct. 99 for Tony Hawk. Yep. Um, Janet Jackson's boob made its appearance in February 2004. I'm surprised it took that long to come out. <laughs> it was, Look, it was wild- it's a delayed release schedule. <laughs> Look, it was widely, you know, widely requested. It was That's in right. development Everyone for a long was, time. Champ, the cha- we were champing at the bit for that one. Well, I mean, you know, nipple physics aren't easy, but I think they got it right. <laughs> oh, man. Question number eight. Now you see. Yep. Why do I regret so many things about this show? <laughs> Question number eight. The discovery of the wreck of the Titanic or Doom 2. Oh, discovery of the wreck of the Titanic. Correct. Correct. Good, good call. 
almost nine years earlier. Yep. Mm. I remember seeing so many documentaries in the early 90s mm. about like how they found it and how they're photographing it and how the Submarines pressure could kill you. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it broke in half. We didn't know that before. We just thought there was a bit of a gash in the side and everyone drowned and they tried to plug up a hole with poor people, <laughs> which was a legitimate theory for, yeah, don't go there. Trust me. Look, it, <laughs> we could say so many things. I think. <laughs> Question number nine. Question number nine. Yep. Which came first? The Australian... This is <laughs> my personal favourite tax. Okay. The Australian Goods and Services Tax. Oh, fuck. Or Mortal Kombat 3. Mortal Kombat 3 came first. Correct. The GST was in 2000. Yep. Mortal Kombat 3, 95. Yep. So we were, we were ripping people's heads off and whatnot a long time before the GST oh, came Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, I remember when the GST came in because they promised that things would only go up by 10%. That was just my phone telling me to go to bed. That's fine. Uh. <laughs> Go to bed, Rob. I should. I'm going to finish this quiz and I'll go to bed. Question number 10, AC. Yep. This is an actual historical event. Okay. Perestroika, which is the um, the beginning of the end of the Soviet Union. Uh-huh. The, I think it's a, what's it? I think it's a word that means like opening up. Yep. Of, of the Soviet Union. Late 80s. Or the Mega Drive. Oh, now that is an interesting question. Uh, Mega Drive was 88 in Japan, I do believe. The Soviet bloc, oh, there's no historical records I'll, I'll that be, show I'll, anything I'll about that. Tiny bit easier for you, yeah. potentially. I'm asking when Perestroika began. Did Perestroika begin before or after the Mega Drive was released in Japan? Um, you know what? I, I'm going to go against all my instincts and say the Mega Drive was first. Even though you're hinting definitely towards... The latter here? I'm just going to say the Mega Drive. Well, your instincts are wrong. <laughs> oh, your instincts are right. You should have listened to them. Yeah. Because, because Perestroika uh, came first. Yeah. I, um, I had a feeling that it did. I just wanted to say the word Mega Drive because it's just such a fun thing to say. I just wanted to say the word Perestroika. So we both... Yeah. We, we both came out on top. There you go. Me more so than you, though, because I came out with seven and you came out with three. Well, well I should make these things more hard. No, you shouldn't because I like winning. Well, congratulations, you. You're the wiener. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to episode 76 of Game Life Balance Australia. Well, now I'm just going to have to stop you there, Robbie, because ah. um, I do believe we're part of a network. We are we? A part of a network of podcasts. Pod- the, podcasts? The, the pod- some, some sort of Pro- pirate. Some sort of, we're part of a network of podcasts. The Gunna Geek Network, which is a network of geeky podcasts. Hey, AC, are you a geek? No. I'm a jock. Then don't listen to this fucking pod- okay, podcast network. Okay, I'm Fuck sorry. off, it's not for you. I'm sorry, I'll hand in my job strack at the door. Job, job strack? Job strack. <laughs> I can't even say. I don't even know. Okay, I'm not a jock. I admit it. <laughs> and you found jo- me out already. Hand in your jock card. There'll be no more beating up nerds for you. Oh, but that that's like the only jock thing I'm good at. <laughs> I can't play sports, but boy, can I beat up a good nerd. <laughs> uh, and there's many great podcasts on this Gun and Geek Network, Ace. Hey, so. There are quite a few. There's even one called game life balance us i hate those guys i don't know yeah it's, it sounds familiar game life balance us episode 57 mm-hmm. the favorite video games of 2018 in this episode cody and john go full gamer and review their favorite video games from 2018 they also talk about what they learned about balancing video games with real life over the past year. If it's something like anything we've learned over the past three years of doing this show, it's absolutely fucking nothing. I think what they're going to say is that what they learned is that the real treasure is friendship. <laughs> no, what you could... Look, Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin mm-hmm. will literally kill Cody. 
if he ever sees him in real life. That's right. He will go up to him. He will live up to his namesake and he will stab him. <laughs> That's right. And rightfully so. That's right. Well, yes, he's done a lot to aggrieve that man. <laughs> look, don't anger Jonathan Knuckles Martin. He is a wanted felon. Uh, plus, take a look ahead at what's in store for video games in 2019 on episode 57 of Game Life Balance US. Yeah, give them a, get, check them out. They're not too bad. They do all right. Not as good as us. We're more regular. Look, they took our IP and they did some good stuff with it. <laughs> That's true. That is actually like the most true statement you could make about them is that they took our IP and they did something actually genuinely decent. Yeah. So look, listen to their thing. Um, there's also a lot of great podcasts on gunnygeeknetwork.com. So do visit that URL, which I just mentioned, gunnygeeknetwork.com. You can visit us on the web at gamelifebounceaustralia.com. You will find links to our podcast feed and our sister show in the US, which we just mentioned. I am AC on Twitter at ProdTally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still somewhat obsessed with Risa Yatsara, but, you know, don't let that stop you. Occasionally he does tweet about games, guys. I do. Yeah. I, I still like games. I'm still a game fan. There's also our official uh, Game Life Balance Australia Twitter account at, at GLB Australia. Yeah, that really... We need to get a new Chad. <laughs> Chad 2. It's hard, though, because the way that the way that our relationship <laughs> with Chad ended... Look, to be fair, our relationship with Chad didn't end. Chad ended. <laughs> We, we were still loving and caring as much as Look, we were before he died from 17 stab wounds to the chest. He just needed to be a bit less of a weak man, <laughs> you know, a bit, a bit tougher. Wear armor next time, maybe? Yeah, something like that. If you want to, if you want to uh, apply as our unpaid intern, mm-hmm. and we won't promise not to stab you. <laughs> you do send your applications to um, at GLB Australia on Twitter. Or you can send them to our uh, our website. I think we have like a emails. We do, we do. Something like emails at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. We, we can't stab, but we can still shoot them, right? Um, look, I think shooting's a grey area. Okay, cool. All right, I'm in. All right, yeah, yeah. Apply for our internship. Um, you can starve someone to death and it's nice and legal. give you a great <laughs> reference. <laughs> Fantastic reference. Uh, <laughs> we need someone to edit the show. Yeah, because God knows I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Uh, All right, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.